0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast, the Becker Business Minute Podcast. We're speaking today with Andrea lee Lena, a partner at McGuire Woods, and we're really going to talk about this new FTC proposal that would ban non-compete and, and what that kind of might mean for private equity funds investing in businesses or, or in practices, health systems investing in practices or businesses. Andrea, can you take a moment and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, thanks, Scott. Um, like you mentioned, I work with digital health companies really across the spectrum in the legal space, so on mergers and acquisitions, regulatory compliance, um, data privacy, and so work with them on, like, their telehealth programs, the remote patient monitoring, wearables, um, HIPAA, healthcare IT. And so I'm based in Woods Chicago office and help lead our digital health technology and innovation group.
0: Thank you. And, and when you look at digital health and innovation, what are some of the most interesting stories or issues that you're watching currently as we head into 2023?
1: Yeah. So two interesting um, stories from a legal perspective, now that we're heading into 2023, are the first, which is hot topic across all industries, um, and I'm sure you've already talked to some people about this, is the FCC um, proposed ban on non-competes. So this was earlier this month, so that'll be January 2023, the FTC came out with a proposed rule um, saying that it was going to potentially ban all non-competes agreements between employers and workers in most circumstances, and then also require employers to rescind any existing non-compete agreements. So as background, non-competes are typically part of a contract in healthcare with a physician or a nurse practitioner or some healthcare executive, that prevents the individual from taking a job in a competing area or competing job elsewhere, maybe in a certain geographic area or for a certain period of time. And the idea behind this for the companies is, hey, we've provided a lot of resources and capital and we've trained you and we've provided you all of this information and we don't want you to be able to leave and then go take it to our competitors and what they believe is um, unfairly competing against them because you're using their information against them. The FTC is basically saying that 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 isn't right. That um, isn't fair for most workers, um, and that's prohibiting workers from taking different jobs, starting their own businesses, etc. And this will really this is a proposed rule by the FTC, so it is not final. Um, And there's I anticipate, and I think most people anticipate lawsuits and uh, lots of um, dialogue about this before it does become final, if it does. Um, but really important to pay attention to now for any healthcare company, but I think digital health companies calling that out specifically um, because it's such a fast paced changing environment. And that's where these non-competes are so um, important, right? Is if you're saying, oh, we've got these great new ideas we're the Amazon of healthcare, right? We don't want you taking our ideas to our competitor. So dear you know, healthcare executive, we're gonna have you not compete for a year or two years after um, your employment with us. So I think it's a really important thing to know is coming potentially to monitor it and to think about how you're using non-competes today um, and what would happen if you couldn't use those anymore and what are some other strategies and thinking about that. Um, So like I said, not final proposed rule, um, but still super interesting and would be a huge shift um, for many healthcare companies.
0: It, 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 let me ask you a question, because there's there's different types of non-competes. For example, when a hospital hires a physician directly, he or she might have a non-compete, but, but the hospital's not necessarily bought assets from that physician. They didn't buy the practice from that, from that physician. So hospitals might get much more comfortable, particularly if there's not big upfront payments, in having a physician hired that doesn't have a non-compete, physicians are free to go across the street, and, and so on. In, in contrast, sometimes physician practices are bought either by a private equity fund or a health system and then there's a non-compete attached to that acquisition typically there's two kinds of non-compete you buy the practice and for three to five years after you bought the practice the physicians can't practice within a certain radius or mileage area and and there's also a second non-compete that that goes with the uh, the employment agreement that says for a couple years after leaving employment or you're leaving employment, the physician can't practice. Similarly, in surgery center partnerships, when a physician invests in a surgery center, typically there's an non compute that says that physician can't invest in another surgery center within 10, 20 miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is there a distinction in the FTC's language so far about employment covenants versus joint venture covenants or acquisition covenants? Well, right now, it's too early to tell what it means for all these different things.
1: Yeah, I think they have some language in there about they're considering an exception for the acquisition concept if the individual was like a 25% owner, I think, or there was some threshold. We'll see what happens with that. I think the commentary has been, okay, that's great, but that still doesn't necessarily help us if we've got that 25% threshold. And generally, the commentary is the FTC has said in its proposed rule, it was considering, you know, oh, do we want this to only apply to hourly workers, or do we want it to apply across the board, or et cetera, kind of those different carve-outs. So we'll see, I think they did, they have explicitly called that out in the proposed rule. What will be interesting is there's 60 days in order for individuals, or companies, or um, trade associations or whatnot to make proposals and submit comments on the proposed rule. So I think after that happens, we'll have some really good information on the, where the pushback is here and maybe some alternative suggestions like you're talking about, like, hey, these are two different worlds when we're talking about employment versus we're talking about you've acquired a company. And part of that acquisition value, right, comes from those non competes So that'd be a huge upset um, in those types of situations
0: there's been a lot of the lawyers talking about this non-compete FTC issue a lot and just starting to hear from, for example, physicians and health systems, private equity funds. For example, yesterday a physician called and said, does this mean I'm going to be able to get out of all of my non-competes? And of course the response was, we we, we don't know. We, we don't know what this means. But are you starting to hear from the private equity community, the health system community about this, or is it still too early to, I mean, I guess if people are structuring deals right now, they're going to have to at least consider these things. But is it too early to, in terms of the FTC proposal and everything else? They have a lot of discussions around it. are people what? what is the sense? Are people starting to because it seems like this is a from a lawyer's perspective, this is a huge issue,
1: right? Right. From a health
0: system perspective, I've not yet heard that much outcry about it. You know, and from the private equity community, probably more discussion about what does this mean for deals where we are used to having non-competes? What do you you hear out there?
1: Yeah, I think from a legal perspective, we need to make sure our clients are aware, right? I mean, I think that's the number one is if we are entering into a deal right now that has non-competes, right? We need to make sure that they're aware that, hey, you know, worst case scenario, this could, not be, um, this could be void under this new rule, right? So we want to put that on your radar. Um, And I think just generally educating people and making sure people are aware um, is key for us right now, because like you just mentioned, it's a proposed rule. It's a big question mark. I mean, there's going to be huge pushback on this. There already is. I was reading something the chambers of commerce came out and said, you know, this is, Clearly void, you know, we're going to sue over this. It's going to be a huge fight, right? Um, So we'll see where it lands. But I do think it's something that um, executives, savvy business owners, PE funds, they should be aware of and be thinking about okay, if this is going to happen in, you know, two years, how are we thinking about ways that we're going to um, protect our business and protect our value? And like you said, it depends on which side you sit. If you're a physician, you may say, hey, this is great. I don't mind this at all. So, I mean, for the workers, it could be seen as a good thing. But for, um, you know, founders and owners, et cetera, then not so much.
0: Well, and it also has the ability for founders and owners, if they can't, as part of a transaction, provide a non compete. I mean, the the original sentiment might, well, this is good if you're a founder, owner, to sell your business, you're going to have a non compete. But it also may devalue your business because if somebody can't have comfort that they are going to get not compete they may not be willing to sell it for us to buy it for as much because they're more concerned about you having a business having a practice whatever it might be and then starting a new one because you're not bound by not compete so the good news may be bad news in terms of valuation is that is that possible too
1: yeah no that's definitely possible and i think for all the reasons you're pointing out. I mean, this really turns a lot of the analysis on its head um, because there's such a critical part of these transactions um, and what you're paying for. Like you said, you need to be able to, you're paying a lot of times for that certainty. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Andrea, thank you so much. What a fascinating set of issues. And, and this, this will have real impacts on how people contract, how they do business, how they acquire things. If it actually turns out, That you can't include non-compete. I know it's too early to tell, but what an interesting, interesting situation. Thank you so much for joining us on the Becker Private Equity Podcast, the Becker Business Minute Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.